Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Wired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Sunday, July 9th. Today, we have special guest Kelsey Lensman on the podcast, who has a wide background in health and fitness, from competing in bodybuilding to powerlifting to CrossFit. She also owns and operates her own coaching business and is taking on a huge challenge called Mission 48 on September 1st, and we are going to be talking all about this on today's episode. But before we begin, this episode is brought to you by Nash Nutrition. The Nash Bar is made with simple and nourishing ingredients. 20 grams of protein and is naturally sweetened with honey and dates. And what a lot of people don't realize is that most of the healthy protein bars that we find on the market are in fact heavily processed with fillers and unnatural ingredients. And we know that if we consume too much of this processed food too often, it can eventually lead to long-term health issues. And this is why we personally love the Nash bars. We never even have to think twice about the ingredients and they truly are the good for you protein bar. And the next launch of the Nash bars is going to take place on July 13th at 6 p.m. So make sure you guys check the show notes after today's episode to get all the updates on when those bars become released to the public because they are definitely um, very popular. They get swooped very quickly um, every time that they do become available. So just make sure you guys are checking each week and each month when that release date is going to be. And another huge announcement in regard to the Nash bar is they are now fully plant-based. So they no longer have any egg whites in them. So those of you out there who need more of a plant-based option, you now are good to go. So on to today's episode, episode 93. And this one is with Kelsey Lensman. And like we said in the beginning, Kelsey is the owner of Empower Her Fitness Coaching and is preparing for the upcoming Mission 48 Challenge that will begin on September 1st, 2023, where she will compete in 48 fitness competitions in 48 states in 48 days, and which is just unbelievable. And this is to inspire girls and women around the world to do hard things, to step outside of their comfort zone and really build true self-confidence through health, through fitness, and really through empowerment. And so we just kind of want to pass this over to Kelsey and let her give kind of her full intro, full background. So Kelsey, you can go back really as far as you'd like and kind of talk through, you know, how you got to this point. Oh man, loaded right here. I love it. Now, first, I want to say a thank you to both of you for having me. I told you guys before this off the mic that the biggest thing with this is like bringing awareness, you know, and so I appreciate both of you and just what you're doing in the world. I think that's so big. Um, but it's funny, anytime somebody says, oh, 48 comps in 48 states in 48 days, I'm like, wait, is that really me still? <laughs> Does that mean I'm actually doing that? Um, I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But for Mission 48 and my whole background, like we talked about, you and I, Christina, are from very similar backgrounds, Akron, Canton, Ohio area. And back in the day, like I was an athlete, like that's what I identify with when I was in high school, middle school. I was like, I remember practices, I remember games, and that's my childhood a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I went to Ohio State, I actually rode for Ohio State my freshman year there. And so I still had like that athletic identity for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a part of a team, a part of a crew, and literally a crew, that's what they call it. (laughs) And basically my freshman year, I had to choose between sports or my career. You know, Mm -hmm. they're like, Kelsey, you you can't do clinicals and be a part of a team and expect yourself to do both. Usually I challenge that and I'm like, yeah, watch me. But yeah. that one, I was like, all right, I, I gotcha. And so I ended up choosing sports medicine because I was like, I'm not going to become a professional rower, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a whole other ballgame right there. And that had been my sophomore year. That was one of the hardest times for me. Mm-hmm. I, I lost a piece of me that I didn't realize like was my identity fully, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't have my team anymore. I didn't have the practice to go to. I didn't have the goal that I was working towards. And I remember... It would probably be an end of my sophomore year. 
I walked in my bathroom. I looked in the mirror and I'm like, who are you? Like, I didn't even remember myself, you know? I was in a terrible relationship. I was just not who I was or, like, what I remembered myself to be. And so I remember in that time frame, I'm like, Kelsey, you got to get you good. You know, you're giving so much to everybody around you. In your clinicals, you're doing what you thought you should be doing, getting the A's, you know? Um, but you don't have you, you know? And I remember for me, I was like, where, where do you start? Because I think a lot of people might be out there listening to this that it's like, I've been there, you know, I, I don't feel like myself or like, where do I even start with that? And once again, I kind of tapped into, well, what helped you before? You know, like what helped you in the times where you're questioning and stuff? And for me, it was like my physical body, you know, mm -hmm. getting in the gym. I'm like, that's what I know what to do. And so I started getting back in the gym my junior, sophomore, junior year. Had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was, especially being an athlete, it's like oh, yeah. everything's planned out for you. You mm -hmm. know, you have your training, you have what you're doing. And it's like, wait, I got to do it now. What am yeah. I doing? Yeah. You know? Um, and so then that's when I just started getting in there. I call it like doing it ugly. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was not confident in there. I was not, had this perfect plan. I just did it ugly basically mm -hmm. over and over again. And that really started me getting to feel like myself again, you know? And I was like, oh, I was hitting weights. I didn't think that I could hit before. Mm -hmm. And then that would have translated over to junior, senior year. And you might hit with this. <laughs> I had somebody, uh, like tapped me on the shoulder and is like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a bodybuilding show? And I was like, me? Like up there on stage shaking my butt? No way. Like that was, I just didn't see myself like that, you know? Yeah. In the spray tan? No, like, uh-uh, not <laughs> happening. And, but I, I finally kind of let that sit for maybe two months. Mm -hmm. And it was just in the back of my brain. Like, well, what if Kelsey could, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, maybe the spray tan, the sparkly bikinis isn't you, but what if you could take yourself to a place that you've never been before? And that was really exciting for me. And also like, what am I doing at the same time? Mm -hmm. So I remember I hired my first coach, didn't tell anybody for like two, four, two to four months. Like I can't, I didn't even tell Jared, I don't think for that time frame yeah. because I was so nervous. I'm like, not only physically, like how am I going to get there? But I saw myself today and I'm like, there's no way I could do that, mm -hmm. you know? But once again, like you just keep going into the process, you go day after day, you know, you don't think about the stage that's six months away, you just focus on today. Mm -hmm. And then I, I did something I never thought I could do. And I remember my senior year when I started to do not just the bodybuilding competitions, it had nothing to do with the body, but just like unlocking that belief in yourself, yes. you know, of, well, shh, crap, I don't know if I guess on this no, podcast, yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, well, if I can do that, like, what else am I limiting myself that I didn't realize I could do, you mm -hmm. know? And I was telling you off mic too of, it was like two months before I graduated, I had my whole life planned out. I was going to do undergrad, athletic training, go to physical therapy, grad school, tell everybody have 2.5 kids, have a white picket fence, like the yeah. whole American dream, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a gut feeling of like, Kelsey, there's something else out there for you. I'll be honest, it scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, wait, wait. The girl that loves her comfort zone, the girl that loves everything planned out ahead of time, mm -hmm. you're telling me like there's a deep gut feeling of there's something else out there. And I just, I couldn't deny it. Like I, I couldn't stop. And that's when I, I have this frame that I use for a lot. I use it for Mission 48 is I think of myself in my rocking chair, call my rocking chair theory. And I'm like 80, 90 years old. I'm like in my little rocking chair, have my blanket around me. And my biggest success in life is if I get to that rocking chair and think, Kels, like you freaking did it, girl. Mm -hmm. You didn't let doubt, fear, hesitation, questioning get in the way. And my biggest fear, which sometimes for me is a big, like, big motivator for me, is getting to that rocking chair and thinking, what if? You know, mm -hmm. what if you didn't let doubt get in the way? What if you didn't let judgment of others get in the way? Like, what if you 
didn't let yourself get in the way and you truly lived life, you know? And so that's when I was like, this is something that if you don't do, like you're going to regret later, you know? So that's when I started business and long story short, it's led to here and Lord knows where else it's going to take me. But that's, I know it's a long story, but that's kind of the whole background with it all. Oh my gosh. I have so much that I can say about this. We have so many similarities in our story. I even had that ultimatum of sports or athletic training and it's like, yeah, it's either you go pro in whatever sport you're in. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, especially for us women, which we talk about later. But yeah. for athletic training, obviously, that showed you, like, that there is life after sport. And I think a lot of your story resonates with Zach, too, on losing your identity after sport. And I think for all of us, fitness was the catalyst, not only physically, but in our careers to show us, like, that we are made for more and that there mm-hmm. is more for us out there. And I love the rocking chair theory because it kind of reminds me of, like, what inspires me is, like, a quote by Ed Milette. He talks about at the end of your life, you meet like your fullest potential, like the highest version of you. And the goal is to make you guys twins, not strangers. And so that's always something where I'm like in a fork in the road. I'm like, which route would the highest version of me take and which route would like the stranger, you know, (laughs) that I become take. So I think that like having that as your compass and everything you do is just so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, Chris, like that definitely does hit home with me too, just with like that former athlete, um, just identity and whether it's you're an athlete or you could even be doing some type of business for like a long period of time, you could be in some career for a long period of time. Like it's just very easy to allow that identity to become wrapped up in these things that we do. And that's where I also think like having that rocking chair analogy, just always at the forefront, like of your mind is so powerful because I know even for myself, like on those hard days where you're like, you know, you have that negative mindset, you have that fear of judgment. It's like, you can let that completely debilitate you. But if you have that mindset, because I kind of do, it's funny how you talk through that, Kelsey, because like, I feel like I do the same thing where I'm like trying to project myself into like my older version. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, would that person like care about what I'm caring about right now? Yeah, you know what so I mean? Good. Like really thinking about like, you know, do I really give a shit about like what these people maybe are thinking or like maybe the judgment or things like that, where, you know, that can really cause you to like really just be paralyzed and, and not take action. And so I think another piece of this that you talked about that was really powerful was starting really before you're ready. And you've talked about that multiple different times throughout this. So like, how has that theme like paved the way for your success and all these things that you're doing? Oh my gosh. Like, I I think the biggest lie out there is you need to be ready before Mm -hmm. you start something, you know? And I think that that is not only the biggest lie, the biggest thing that holds so many people back. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I actually had a girl, I, this is kind of a side story, but I did what's called hell in the hill is all day running co event. And you did this half marathon up and down this big freaking hill for, I think it was like 65 laps. And you, you had these little tents that you stayed in. It was like, it was, it's such a crazy weekend. You did sauna cold plunge. You did this half marathon. Like it was, you're just in the middle of nowhere, no cell service. And I was with, I think three other tent mates and this will tie back to your, what exactly you're saying. And she was in there and she was personal trainer. She lives down in Louisiana. And after that hell in the hill, she messaged me. She's like, Kel's like, can I, can I hop in a call with you? Like, yeah, like for sure. I love helping people kind of decipher what they want for themselves. My favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, how are you doing what you're doing? Like, I I see myself here. I want to do this, but like, how, how have you pulled it together? And even when we're talking about Mission 48, she's like, don't you have all these things ahead of time that you already figured out? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I Even to this day, it's July 9th that we're recording this. I literally leave in like 50 some days. Mm-hmm. Like there's still so much I need to figure out. It's kind of like the book Ready 
aim fire, I think, yeah. or ready, fire, aim, I think it yes. was, you know, mm-hmm. ready, fire it, yeah. and then aim it and figure and out where it's going to get yeah. to, you know, <laughs> and so that has been so big for me, and it's one of those things where you almost feel like you're kind of stepping off a cliff in a way, where yeah. it's like, I'm going to step off, I'm going to hope this parachute comes and I figure something out on the way, and usually it does, you know, mm-hmm. usually when you take that step, it'll figure itself out, I'm a big believer from like a faith perspective, so for me, it's like, I have to believe that something bigger is in play, you know, Mm -hmm. that I'm not just orchestrating my steps. I have to take a step and that for me, it's like God is going to help me get to where I want to get to, you know. Um, But that has been a huge player in my business, Mission 48, relationship stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, so that's that's been everything for me. Oh, yeah. We always say like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So you starting before you're ready in one thing translates to Mission 48 and like your business and in your fitness too. Because like you said, you went in the gym and didn't know what the hell you were doing. And I feel like all of us at some point in the beginning of our fitness journey, that's the case. And I get to help women with confidence in the gym, which is the coolest thing. But um, one other thing I did want to ask you as you were talking, I feel like you have so many different like personality traits of an Enneagram three. Do you know what your Enneagram is? Actually. So it's interesting. I, when I tested like three years ago, it was a three, right? Cause it was, I think what is it? The achiever. Yeah. You know, I just hear you like rattling off how you've done everything. And it's like, how's that? And I, I just like see entrepreneur, entrepreneur one oh one. This is it. (laughs) But now, but now I was, when I tested recently, it was a seven, which isn't that, um, isn't like the freedom one or something yeah, like that? Seven. It's very more spontaneous. I think a lot of business owners yeah. have a high seven and a high three. That's Yeah, I kind of keep like flip-flopping back and forth with mm-hmm. it, which is really interesting. Yeah, I've actually heard it can change due to like a relationship change, career change. Yeah. And a lot of people with the pandemic too It said like you've gone through like a lot of life experiences yeah. since then. So your number can change. So yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I just want to say one thing on it because I think for me when I was especially an athlete, like my whole worth came from – how I was performing. You know, I think back in high school, geez, man, um, like my whole identity, my worth was if I had a great game, Mm -hmm. great, I was on top of the world. If I had a terrible game, I didn't want to go out from the locker room, you know? And that translated early to college of how am I doing in my external world? You know, Mm -hmm. am I getting the A's? Am I doing the things? And like my worth came from that stuff. And I think the more inner work that I've been doing, which is why I think it transitioned to potentially a seven is... Not that I'm still not wanting success or achievement, because I'll, I'll be honest, like I do, but it's like my worth comes from so much deeper than just this external thing. And I think for me, it's like that freedom in me helping other people and, you know, just living the life, uh, not just for other people externally is probably what changed it, which is interesting. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that that's something that's so important to have is like that deep kind of grounding identity because, you know, same thing, you know, I experienced too, um, Kelsey, where it's like, you know, you are so much of your worth is wrapped up in like that performance. Mm -hmm. And it's like that can, I figured, well, I even figured out that like that translated over into like when I started my business and like when I did some of these other things where like, you let that like external environment and that was like that external validity of like how the business is going or, you know, you scaling in this direction or like getting this opportunity as like kind of your defining moments. Mm -hmm. But, you know, something you said there that really stands out to me is like really doing that inner work. And that's like something I think, especially like I'm constantly trying to get like my guys to do and like the men and, you know, in my kind of like coaching business and just the men around me, because I feel like a lot of times, like we're so kind of like hard nosed and like against that. Um, but I think, you know, men, women, no matter who you are, that's listening, like doing that inner work is what's really going to build the confidence in what you're ultimately doing. And so it's like, you know, if you're doing that inner work, you're getting that identity really figured out, like, who am I aside from all this external stuff? 
you become so much more just convicted and in and, and belief of what you're doing on a oh day-to-day gosh, basis. Yeah. So yeah. I just think that's super powerful. Yeah. yeah. And before I ask my next question, I feel like this is a good precursor out of my own curiosity. Um, obviously, Mission 48 is very athletic, and you talk mm-hmm. about games and sports and everything. What sports did you play? Any I was that? basketball and volleyball back okay. in nice. high school. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, my next question is, what is Mission 48 too? Because I know a lot of people are probably wondering. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's this thing we're all talking about? And just give us all the details on the charity and everything. Oh, man. Here it comes. Um, <laughs> So what Mission 40 is, that preface it a little bit, is I'll do 40 different fitness competitions, which it could be from a marathon to a powerlifting, so vastly different things <laughs> in 48 states in 48 days. And what we're doing, we're, we're partnering with a charity locally here. Uh, it's called Rocks Ruling Our Experiences, and they do 20-week programs in schools for young girls, and they talk about things like confidence, body image, social media, like the things outside of just what is two plus two, you know, that, that they get in school that for me... I wish I would have had when oh, I was younger, you know? Yeah. And I mean, think about the coaching that we do. I love the women that we coach, but it's like, if you could instill those values when they're seven, eight, mm-hmm. 10 years old, how different human beings are you creating, you yeah. know? And so what Mission 48 is really, I don't want it to be people just watching me travel the country and like, oh, what's she doing today? It's like, I want you to push your heart, you know? Whatever your heart is, whether it's walking down the stairs, you know, to get some food, whether it's um, doing a marathon, whether it's hitting a weight in the gym, like whatever your heart is, pursue it. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to realize is when you pursue that hard, you're going to, one, break a belief of what you're capable of. And then number two, it's like, well, shoot, if I can do that, what else can I do in life that I'm stopping myself from? And that's where, for me, confidence comes from. You talk Absolutely. about an Ed Milet quote. Yeah. There is this one Ed Milet quote. I listened to it three years ago, I think. I was on a, a car ride from, I lived out in Gahanna area and then was coming to Dublin, actually, where we're at. And... I almost stopped my car on the highway because it just hit me in the soul so deep. And he said, self-confidence is Mm self-trust. Like when you keep the promises you say that you're going to do and keep, that's where confidence is built. And that was such a standstill moment for me because I think not that I didn't know that inherently, but I thought confidence was something external. When I finally get the body, when I Mm -hmm. finally hit this revenue number, when I finally have this X, Y, whatever it is thing, then I'll be confident, you know, and you're always putting it as like this moving target that you're running after. And you're like, well, why am I never getting there? You Mm -hmm. know? And especially when I was younger, I thought it was something that like they just had and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I just got the short end of the stick with it, you know? And it's when you realize it's something that you have full control of, you know, when you keep those promises and say, Hey, I'm gonna wake up at six and you wake up at six, that's where that confidence is built. And so that's what I hope through mission 48, that we push that message out there. And it's like, if you pursue your hard and you keep promises yourself, like sky's the limit, man, like yeah. go for it, you know? And that is like, so, and it's just like the perfect fit for life or wired. Cause we, I think on repeat, like our listeners are probably nodding their head. Like, oh my gosh, we've heard this so many times. Like build, we have an episode called build trust with yourself through mm-hmm. consistency. Cause we believe in that so much with our coaching businesses and just like our, how we do everything too. Um, but also like doing the hard thing is something that is just like, a testament to everything you do like in the gym and then it translates and Zach and I've seen it in careers too with our clients when they do the hard thing in the gym they're like oh I can ask for a promotion I can go in and demand that I want this position or whatever that may be or even like in relationships they're like okay I'm not settling for less than in the gym and I won't do that in relationships either so it's so cool that like your mission is just so parallel to what we're doing too Yeah, yeah absolutely and so for our next question, Kelsey, um, you know, from your perspective, you know, working with Mission 48, how has social media 
impacted our generation of women and just like our generation in general because I feel like this is something you know we kind of talked about a little bit there like that building that self-confidence like a lot of times we think we see these other people and we're just like you know they have it why don't I but like you said it really is in our control and you know we are in control of developing that self-confidence like you said through showing up for ourselves through following through with the things that we say we're going to do Mm -hmm. and so you know through your experience like how do you really think that social media has impacted again our generation of women and just our generation in general oh man that's also a loaded question there you know because i don't want to be the social media is the most terrible thing in the world because it's also helping us connect you know like i literally connect with you guys via social and like the mission 48 is hopefully gonna be a lot of awareness via social you know Mm -hmm. so i'm not anti it but i'm also there's some negative pieces to it. Yeah. There's some dark sides to it, you know? And actually, the Rocks, the charity that I'm partnering with, is a lot of data. Like, all their stuff is through data. And I'm going to butcher these statistics, so whoever's out there, do not quote me on this. But they were saying something crazy to the effect of, like, especially young girls, but translate it to people our age or whatever mm-hmm. age that you are. They spent an average of, I think it was, like, seven hours on socials. Out of day. Seven out of 24 hours, which is wild, you know? Mm -hmm. And also, like, the statistics for depression and anxiety for for them, young girls, Mm -hmm. that then also spent that time on social, it Mm -hmm. was, like, skyrocketing, you know? And so I think I've fallen into this trap of, like, you start scrolling and you're like, well, dang, their relationship's great. Well, Mm -hmm. dang, they have this X thing. Oh, my gosh, why are they so happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you have that mirror to your life. And you start comparing this piece of, mm-hmm. well, if only I had what they had, or man, why am I not doing as well as what they are? Or all these things that can go up in your brain. Mm-hmm. And little do you know, like we're all humans, you yeah. know? Like every single one of us has amazing moments, but also has some really dark crap moments that you don't see on social, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's something for social media, at least for me, you have to be very aware. Yes. You have to be very aware of, how you perceive things, you'd be very aware of what you're seeing mm-hmm. out there and understand that humans are humans, you know, yes. and, and that you're human and that your hard moments, like your your dark moments, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing inherently bad. Like we're all having human experiences. And I think if we can kind of understand that, you can take social media as not this mirror um, or this comparison factor and really see social media as hopefully connecting with some good humans, but then also living your life. Like your life is not how you just pre are perceived on social. Like it's having conversations like this. It's Mm -hmm. actually being with people. Um, And I remember I took a break off social media like two years ago. It was like for three weeks. And I felt so free in those three weeks. Mm -hmm. I felt so present in those three weeks. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm getting it back, yes, I'm blessed to be able to have it to help run my business and all of that. But I also have to remember, like, tell us this is what matters. Yes. Like, the conversations with matters. It's not yeah. what you're seeing on social that matters. Mm-hmm. So true. I think we have to be so mindful of what we consume because your mindset is, like, so tied to that. Mm-hmm. And it is so true that we always compare the highlight reels to our own behind the scenes. So I think finding that fine balance, because we've had weekends like that, too, after a week where we obviously work on our phones. So it's, like, my screen time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I decrease this? But <laughs> we have to work, you know, on our phones. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, on the weekends, can we spend time off of it? And there was a weekend a couple weeks ago where we just, like, took the whole weekend off. We were, like outside laying by the pool in nature just going on walks and just like actually living like not behind our screens and we're like we feel so refreshed and if you end the weekend or end the day like 
with whether that's negative thoughts or just like you feel drained, like really pay attention to what you're consuming because Mm -hmm. it's so important. Yeah. And we've talked about like self-awareness so many times between this and like doing that inner work and like being aware, like you said, Kelsey. And I think that that's what's so crucial about this because like that comparison trap, I think you talked about, like, I feel like it does happen at a very subconscious level. Like we're Mm -hmm. on, we aren't even aware of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, you guys always hear that term, like mindless scrolling. And I know that like Christina will remind me of that too, sometimes where it's like, look, like, you know, start creating more, like, mm-hmm. don't, don't just be consuming, like create. Um, and that like really does help you just like get focused on you and your craft and like what's going on in your own life. And I feel like we just need more of that. We need more focus on self because like we can just use social media, sports, politics, all these things as like almost like a projection or an outlet, um, you know, versus like, and almost as like just a distraction versus mm-hmm. like actually like, how can we focus on me and like, how can I get better? How can I, you know, become a little bit better with what I'm doing and my self-awareness and that inner work that we talked about. So I just think that that parallels so much with this whole topic of social media is like really just pressing pause, like really trying not to get in that mindless loop, but like pressing pause, pulling back and saying like, is this productive? Is this positively impacting my mental health or is it negatively impacting my mental health? And like adjusting the time spent on it accordingly. Can I say something about that? Because it actually ties with Mish 40. Yes, absolutely. So I think one of the greatest adversaries tool is distraction to be honest with you Mm -hmm. and whatever you believe in like for me it was like the devil his greatest like tool is distraction what we have today and it's interesting with mission 48 so i had this idea two years ago awesome two and a half years ago this is not just a new thing Mm -hmm. but i was afraid to do it for two years right i had this idea was planted like i said two years ago and i was have you heard iron cowboy at all (laughs) i i feel like so this might hit with you so it might it might spark something is that the guy is that the guy like on instagram or am i Mm -hmm. thinking of okay so he did 50 iron mans in 50 states in 50 days but with five kids in an rv so like what i'm doing is (laughs) minuscule to what he's doing but i was watching his documentary and i was like man like this is incredible and i was just really inspired by yes like the high moments when he's coming back to utah and he has thousands of people with him but also the low moments where he wanted to give up you know and he wanted to throw in the towel and it's like I related that to my life of the moments that I just want to throw in the towel and be Mm -hmm. like, well, screw this with my business or, you know, whatever it is. And I was just so inspired by it. So I was like, once again, the what if question. It could be my greatest thing, but also like, oh my gosh. I was like, well, what if, Kels, you did 48 different comps in 48 states and I originally had 48 weeks, you know? And I was like, oh, cool. I could go speak at a school during the week and then do the competition on the whatever, Saturday or Sunday. Um, And then that stayed in my brain for two years. And it was something that I just pushed down because I think I was just afraid of it. You know, I was just like, how do you, there's no playbook. How do you start something like this? Mm -hmm. Is this just a shiny object that I'm distracted by? Or is this actually something that like I'm meant to do, you know? And so it's interesting last September. So that, that might be like 10 months ago. I like finally got to a spot where like the stirring was, I just couldn't ignore it anymore. Like I wasn't frustrated or upset with what we were doing in our business because like we're helping humans you know but it still felt to me like there's something more you Mm -hmm. know there's something different there's something more and I remember and this is where distraction comes in I ended up walking captain my dog for like four hours I wasn't on my phone I wasn't I just I needed to think Mm -hmm. you know and I remember going home that night and this is crazy I always think about this is crazy think about um, I wrote a prayer down and I was like, dear God, like if you are out there, please give me the biggest sign of whether to pursue it or not. Either is fine. Like I just need a decision and not that I didn't trust myself, but it's like, I don't know if I'm just pursuing it for external reasons or if it's actually meant for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like wrestling back and forth. I, I put the notebook down. I was like, I just went to bed. And the next morning 
And my let. This is crazy. He's came on three times. Um, the next morning, I, it's crazy. I like wake up and train like I always wake up and train. So first thing I do every single day. And I put on an Ed Milet podcast, and it was a podcast with his name was Colin O'Brady. And once again, I usually listen to music, but for some reason that day, I was like, oh, like, let me just put on a podcast. And in that podcast, he was talking about like all these missions that he went on. And he did this crazy thing in Antarctica and raised money for charity. And I was like, it was parallel to what I want to do in Mission 48. And he said also something in this. And with what he did and what he said here, it was like, I couldn't deny it. He was like, so many people are living in the fives and sixes. Like, life is good. It's not really great, but it's also not terrible. It's like, they're just rinsing and repeating fives and sixes over and over and over again. And he said, because so many people want a 10, but they're too afraid that they might ever hit a one. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) Like, that, that hit me deep in the heart because, for me, I reflected back on my three years, and I was like, you've been in fives and sixes, girls. Not that you haven't done amazing things or, like, helped people, but... Like, you really haven't gone after for you what could be a 10 because yeah. you're honestly are afraid if it's going to be a 1. And so for me, like, that tied back to distraction because it's like if I was scrolling that whole night and if I wasn't actually aware with myself of what was going on in my brain, I don't know if this would be a thing mm-hmm. right now, you know? So, like, hitting the pause button at times and that's for so me, important. it's like connecting with something that's greater than me that was important mm-hmm. has led me to what hopefully this is going to be, you know, but I think that that's a huge piece of not just being distracted by everything 24-7. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. Like I find like the most creative times that we kind of get into is like when you do just like detach because yeah. like when you are in that hustle and that go, go, go mentality. And I know like all of you guys out there can relate to that. I mean, I feel like we're all at times like just in that like rat race, you know what I mean? And, you know, like Kelsey said, like taking that time throughout your day, like those, even if it's at like a very micro level, like I talk about that, that with my clients where it's like, take those little like micro meditations. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a meal, like put the phone down, like just mm-hmm. be present, like in that meal or like going on a walk, like be present, like when you're walking your dog or just going on a walk in general. And it, and it can be so powerful and it can really inspire a lot of creativity just like it did for you Kelsey and I know that happens to us all the time yeah and I think what's so cool about that story too is that you were looking for a sign I've had moments like that too where I'm like I was gonna move to Columbus or like whether I was deciding a job situation I'm like give me a sign and I promise I will listen it's just like you want that affirmation and I think that Mm -hmm. is just like innate in all of us Mm -hmm. but what I think is so cool is like you had that time away to like think but also you lean into personal development and that's something that we like oh yeah so cool to hear that yeah Yeah. foundational habits like you woke up you train so it's like that's like our church it's like we go to the gym we listen to personal (laughs) development and it can literally just change your life like a huge decision you were thinking of making and I think that that obviously was the sign that you needed because I can just tell from talking to you like we're not even done yet but just like how much you are meant to do this and you can just tell the passion behind it and the purpose behind it and I'm a big person of like why is this important to you like Mm -hmm. I always ask my clients like why now? Why is this important? Because, like, there will be times you want to give up. Like, that guy you were talking about, like, yeah. he wanted to give up at some point, but his why was so important that he kept going. So for you, whether it's, like, working with Rocks or Mission 48, like, mm-hmm. is there a why behind it or just, like, a season of your life where you're, like, the confidence in women doing the hard thing is, like, so meaningful that it will push you through. This this is, like, something you'll keep for when you are yeah. in the hard moments in yeah. Mission 48, but, like, why is it so important to you? Oh, my God. There's, like, so many different thoughts of this. I love this question. It's so good. <laughs> Um, And actually, before I even answer it, what I'm thinking is the Iron Cowboy, he had it. And he talks a lot about like the bag of whys, you know, and I think so many people can get caught up in like, what is your one why? Mm -hmm. And yes, that can be important. But he was like to pursue for him. It was what do you say? 
can't remember what he called it, like the 50-50-50. He's like, I couldn't just have one why, you know, because there's going to be a really dark moment that maybe the why of me pursuing this is not enough. Maybe I got to dig out of this why, you know. And so for me, it's like, what are, what are my, what's in my bag of whys? Where, yes, selfishly, like I want to see, am I capable of it? Like, can I actually do the thing? So in some moments, that's going to be it. Of like, Kelsey, like you're growing as a human girl, you know. But then deeper, like, Kelsey, you want to help fund 10,000 girls for these programs. like. There's a girl out there named Susie that you don't even know that this could change her life. Like literally, so like this could change her entire life. I don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to know the correlation between the fundraising and yeah. the charity with the Mission 48. Yeah. So we're partnering with Rocks, like I said, and our big goal is to fund 10,000 girls for their programs. And it's $100 per girl. So we have to raise a million dollars, which for me, I'm like, I don't even know how we're going to get there. You know, outside of even funding Mission 48, because it's not free to travel the country in an RV, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so that's like our big goal is like, can we fund 10,000 girls? And right now they have 4,600 girls in their program. So it would be doubling what they have. Man. And I, I, the reason I'm so passionate about Rocks is I knew about their charity probably three years ago. And locally here, there is a guidance counselor that she actually worked with me. And she's like, Kels, can you come talk to my Rocks girls to about like entrepreneurship and stuff like that? And I was like, yeah, I love it. I was like, but what's Rocks? Like, I'm yeah. cool with it, but like, what is, who am I talking to? And she was telling me about their program and telling me about like what they talked about and how they talked about all these things, like I said, that it wasn't just what's two plus two or name the state capital of North Dakota. It was stuff that truly changed somebody's life, like the internal game, you know, and especially for what young people are handling right now. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't I couldn't even imagine that if I was their age. Um, and so, like I said, like I started talking to these rocks programs. And I remember this one school that I went to, I took the teacher aside and I was like, OK. Like, is this just something that they go in this program, they get out of school, they get some free food, and they just go back to living their life? Or, like, is this actually impacting them? And she, like, gets really quiet. And she's like, Kel, she goes, even the janitors notice a difference in these girls. Like, they're, they're walking with their, like, chest tall, you know? They're saying no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're, they, they know what their boundaries are. And I'm like, geez, Louise, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't even know what a boundary was, I feel like. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you just not drive your car over to them, you know? <laughs> so, so, like, that's our big goal is to partner with them to get these girls in this program. And it, it aligns so deeply with, like, doing hard things, stepping out of your comfort Absolutely. zone. And, and it's what I'm really big about for anybody, but for women specifically because it's who we work with. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you start that at that age, well, shoot, you know, I mean, what's this, what's the limit for them? So that's where, honestly, the bag of why is going to come up a lot because I'll, I'll be insanely honest even today. I'm like, last night I was in bed and I almost couldn't even go to bed because I'm like, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, we still have to raise a crap ton of money to do Mission 48 outside of rocks. Mm-hmm. We still have logistically so much that needs planned. I still physically have to be at a whole different spot than where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, I, I got to, for me also, like, dig deep. Like, Kelsey, this is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Like, God did not put you here if he also didn't prepare you for, like, for what you can do. So it's a lot of trust. Um, it's a lot of digging deep into the, the whys and, you know, hopefully allowing it to come together. So, yeah. I love that, dude. I love the bag of whys, too. Like, I, I swear I heard that, too, on, like, something It was a podcast, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, because it is so true. Like, we have, like, a staple kind of, like, foundational why, but I relate so much to that myself where it's like, 
there's a there's a lot of different whys, you mm-hmm. know, the, behind the things that we do personally and individually. So, no, that really just hits home with me, and I think it's really cool how you talk through that, Kelsey. And so, you know, in lieu of you, you know, talking about this feeling you had last night, and you know, obviously <laughs> experiencing a little bit of like not doubt, but just questioning, like, yeah. damn, like, can I really do this thing? And so, I think this curtails perfectly into the next question about like. So what exactly, and I can imagine, we just looked at like the brief list. It looks unbelievable. <laughs> um, but what are like, what are the competitions and yeah. like, what do they all entail? I know there's like a lot of like different ones yeah. and they're all individually kind of different in their own respect, but like walk these guys through like what this is going to entail because literally it's insane guys. Like what she's taking on, <laughs> what she's taking on is like way. in the best no, way No, it's just insane. It's not <laughs> like, like it is, it is insanely, insanely impressive. Like going through all of these very unique competitions, yeah. obviously her background is like definitely prepared her for it. But like she said, she's going to, you know, really be working hard for it. So walk these guys yeah. through like, you know, what these competitions really entail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a little bit of everything. So like for me, I, I don't like being in a box. Like I hate being in a box. You know, mm-hmm. when somebody was like, oh, you're a bodybuilder. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, or, oh, you're a power lifter. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm Kelsey and I, I can do whatever that. the heck I want to do, you know? Yeah. And so I always think I like, had a challenger of like, all right, like let's push these limits. And I've seen this in women. We do all women's strength events around the country. And I love it because it's women that are not these big power lifters. Mm-hmm. We've had like 12 to 72. And oh the 72 year lifted 200 plus pounds. You know, so oh it's, it's women that are just scared. You know, yeah. they, they don't even want to walk in the door. And then they step up on the platform. And it has nothing to do with what the weight is on the actual platform. They pick it up and they're like, oh my God. Like, I didn't think I could do do our things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that kind of ties into the competition piece of it is like, I didn't want it to just be Kels do 48 different powerlifting competitions or Kels do 40. I hate running. I would have never even decided this. (laughs) But like Kels just do like 48 different 10Ks. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to push my limits too. And like, I have a marathon on there. I freaking hate running. I can't even fathom a marathon to be honest with you right now. But it's like... I got to be the example for, for sure. the women that yeah. my heart might be a marathon. For another woman, we have um, a massage therapist come with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank, um, yeah, you're going to need that. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she's not the most physically fit human. She doesn't train normally like we would train, you know. And I went over to her house one day. I know I'm all, the, all over with stories, but it's just so important with it. And she was like, Kelsey, I have an idea. And I was like, what? She goes, in every single state, you might do this crazy thing. You know, powerlifting me, marathon, whatever it is. She goes... I'm going to walk a mile in every single state. And like, she's like, that's my heart. Wow. And I was like, Denise, I love that. And so like actually on Mission 48, yes, you can join me in whatever competition I'm doing, whether you want to do like the full marathon or you want to do a 5K. And then we also have a part of like walk one mile with Denise. Nice. And so like that'll be like where, wherever we go, I want it to not just, like I said, me doing the competition. Mm-hmm. We have people, 50 people, 100 people that can do it with me. And we're going to in every single city, this is why it's like logistics are crazy, is I'm putting on an event in every single city in 48 cities. (laughs) And so I'm partnering with like a local gym or a club, a run club or a bike club. And we're throwing an event there. And so we'll have women of women and men of all different ages, skill levels, whether you want to walk them out, Denise, Mm -hmm. or do the push pull with me, you know. And so that's where our goal is, is to have like those 48 different locations. Because I think for me, community is massive and like having humans together. And then we're also going to do like a virtual challenge. Like say you're in Columbus, Ohio for the 47 days, but you want to come with the 48 days, but you can follow this challenge. And like, 
you want to do a push pull, you do it in your gym, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll have that virtually too, to hopefully just help get women, you know, that's awesome. that is so cool. And it's, it's so funny. Cause you said like, this is such a bigger thing than just you. And before this, I like never post on TikTok. I just like, mm-hmm. it's, I get into consu- consumption mode, but I was doing a video and I was like, okay, oh, ready with me for this um, podcast interview we're doing. And I said like that I'm turning 30 this year. And one of the biggest things I had on my bucket list for this year was to run a 10 K and somehow yes. I've just conveniently forgot about it until now and it's like halfway through the year and I was like now I have to put this out there for accountability that like that's something I said I would do and now I have to do it because I said it out loud and I told you guys it was on my list so you saying this like choosing your heart it was like I feel like I've accomplished a lot too like bodybuilding yeah like that and that's my heart because I also hate running so yeah me too (laughs) you inspired me to be like damn now I have to do the hard thing because you're out there doing it for 48 days so this is me putting it out there that you well I'm saying is you can come (laughs) September 23rd I even know the date we're doing at 10k in Austin Texas you can fly down and you can come with me for a few days and then fly back I was just telling you how cool Austin is yeah that's all I'm saying so just put it out there guys that might be our excuse to go to Austin oh my gosh okay don't let me forget everyone here (laughs) this is my accountability but that was just cool that like you never know who you could be inspiring because I was Mm -hmm. looking for a sign like I need to do a 10K literally five minutes before you got here. That's I said that. Wild. And then boom, here we are. And because I'm not a runner by any means, like yeah, I neither. said. But oh my gosh, that is so powerful. And I think that it's going to be so cool for everyone to follow along with you. And I want to ask um, for our link, like we have people all over the nation and mm-hmm. international too who listen to this. Is there a way for us to post in our show notes? And we'll talk about that later yeah. too. But um, where you're going to be at in each city, like in oh, the yeah. timeline. So yeah. we'll put that in the show notes. People in different states can see where you're going to be so they can join you. Oh, know, my like, gosh, yes. Please come. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I mean, the more humans that I can get doing it with me, the more – I'm going to complete it regardless. Like, I know myself I'm going to complete it, but the better experience that we're going to have, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I'll give you – obviously, it's going to be all on my social, at Kelsey Lensman, but I have, like, a website that has everything logistics-wise okay, on nice. it. So I'll give it to you. Perfect. And my, it's kind of perfectly into the next question that the end date in the last competition is in Columbus. It is. So yes. what does that look like for someone who's like, oh, I want to be there on the last day, like in the competition? Do you have that planned out yet? And if you don't, don't yeah. feel pressured. Yeah, it'll, like- yeah. So it's October 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have the exact location, even though I'm like one of two places here. Mm-hmm. But yes, please come. It'll be, I'm pumped for Columbus, Ohio, one, because I'll get to sleep the next day. <laughs> but also just like bring it home um, and just hopefully... I don't know. I I keep thinking, talk about visualization. I'm huge with that too. Like I just visualize that last day, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, that's, what's really pulling me through these moments of doubt is like, Kelsey, like just visualize that. And I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the end game, the final, Mm -hmm. you're running across the finish line there. And especially being in Columbus, I think it will be so cool. So my, my last question was like, how can people get involved nationwide? So I guess like you sharing where people can find like all the info yeah. your website will obviously include everything in the show notes but as you go through like where people can find out about it where they can live stream it all these yeah. things um just give us your final last words too yeah mm-hmm. so we're gonna do obviously a ton of my instagram and then youtube well it's at, at kelsey lens and all of it's super simple just my name um and we'll live stream them via instagram we're doing a ton of content on youtube too to like document the whole journey mm-hmm. i do want to get like a whole documentary made out of this so if some videographer is crazy and wants to travel with me for 48 days hit me up um but so we want to do all of that and then also like I said my web, my website's kelseylensman.com mm-hmm. and all of that is on the mission 48 tab and I mean any of the help whether it's sharing this podcast one for you guys too but also just like to get this word out there or whether it's like hey I want to fund a girl or hey I want to help with mission 48 like any of it for me is more than appreciated because we have so 
long to get there, but I know, like I said, I believe it's just anything is helpful. I mean, yeah, even just sure. an encouraging word is helpful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting before you're ready. And yeah, you guys, you know, sharing this episode means so much to us, but obviously it means so much to Kelsey too on this mission. So now I want to get involved with rocks. I want to find a girl. I want to do yeah, all the things. We will definitely be finding a girl. So you guys out there definitely jump on the board. Yeah. I think that, that just like fulfillment from doing something bigger than yourself is so yeah. important. And us being in the fitness space, like I've always had a vision too, and I don't ever talk about it often, but just like to help kids. Cause it's just something that's so important to me. And mm-hmm. so I think this is such a way for like you guys to get back. If it's something that is so meaningful and you know, fulfilling to you too. So yeah. thank you for being here. You are yeah. such a rock star. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys having me. I mean, like I said, if you guys are listening to your podcast and you're here right now, like keep listening, you know, mm-hmm. That what you guys are talking about and how you guys are sharing, there's so much, lack of a better way to say it, like BS out there in the mm-hmm. fitness world and personal development world. And you got to cling on to humans like you that have good intentions mm-hmm. and then have always like good knowledge and continue to grow your own mm-hmm. selves, you know? So keep on listening if you're out there listening mm-hmm. and, and keep on sharing because people like you guys need to be out there more, in my opinion. It's so crazy to think that we're talking about the Ed Milets and we're saying how much he changed our life and you know we could be that person exactly somebody out there listening so we appreciate you guys for listening every single week and we'll put all of kelsey's information and everything about mission 48 in the show notes go give her a follow go check out our website and get involved in any way that you can and we will see you guys next week peace out guys